Hello, you're listening to Spirit Life Teachings with T. Jason Price, founder of Power for Freedom Ministries. Check out full sermons, encouraging words, and more on our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and website, all linked in our show notes. Now, here's T. Jason Price. All right, one last time. For those just joining us now, T. Jason Price, Power for Freedom Ministries, Spirit Life. We're going to pray and get started. Father, we thank you for tonight. We ask that you would open our spiritual ears and our eyes, that we may hear and see what you're doing, that you would open our heart, that you would just uh, let us hear your words deep inside our hearts, our souls, our spirit tonight, Father, that we may grow mature into who you called us to be. We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. So turn with me to John chapter 3. We're going to start in John chapter 3. We're going to go to verse 3. And again, we're going to talk about dying to self. One of the topics that come up often, and it's you know one of those things that seems impossible because it is without God to die to self. It is impossible. Uh, and it's also uh, very difficult to do and maintain. It's very difficult to live a life constantly dying to self. But I want to give you a couple things tonight, I think three or four of them that we can really do to help make more sense of it and maybe help get you in a better position with the whole idea of it and what exactly it is. So John chapter three, verse three, Jesus answered and said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time from his mother's womb be born? And Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born in the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is Spirit. So the very first place to begin with is being born again. And that is a supernatural occurrence from God. So one of the very beginning foundational things about being born again is that the old us, our old self, our old character, old nature, it dies. And, and we no longer are who we were. We're now a new creation in God. We're a brand new person in him. Now I know you still look like yourself, you feel like yourself, uh, but to some degree, there should be a difference in you. Feeling eh, maybe like yourself, but you should definitely notice a difference in who you are. You should notice that uh, there was an old me and a new me. And a lot of people get upset about that because in their conversions, they say, well, I don't have an old me and a new me. And they could you know, sometimes take it as offensive that, well, if you don't have that great conversion, maybe you weren't converted. But there should be a difference. There should be a old you and a new you, a, a new you born into the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus is asking a question. We all ask, how can it happen? And Jesus answers, uh, do not marvel that I said to you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound. But I do not know where it comes from and where it's going. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. So if you ever want to know how it happens right there in verse eight, uh, that's Jesus answer. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound and no one knows where it comes from. And it's deeper than we can explain on a spirit life in 30 minutes. But don't get hung up on the understanding and debating the back and forth. The important thing to remember is that in Christ, you're a new creation. That's where we need to start. It is a supernatural. We can't do it. It is a God thing. So the very first part of dying to self is God has to change your life. It is not something that you can do without this part first. We've got to have God come into our life through the power of the Holy Spirit die to our old self and become a new creation born again in him. So if you're writing these down, uh, I would just write down the very first part is God has to do it. 
It's a supernatural thing. You cannot do this in your own strength. It is impossible. And if you don't start here in the beginning of being born again, you, you can't do the rest. So this is the most foundational part of our entire Christian walk. Everything hinges on what Christ has done in our life and the new creation we are in him. Because the old us, the flesh part of us, can't do any of this. So if you're on, you know, back and forth and going around in this part in your heart about it, uh, and you're debating the different things of your life as a Christian, I always tell people, go back to the very beginning. Go back to when and where you were born again. Find that spot with God and start there. Just build from that platform from a brand new you. And a lot of us just want to use our heads and our old experiences into our new life. but you know, if you look at it in a sense of a baby being born, they're learning in a whole new way, a whole brand new everything. And so we've got to really understand the spiritual significance of being born again. We have to be able to see in our life where there is a old us, an old Jason, and a new one in God. Now, this is so important. We're going to keep talking about why it's so important in dying to self, because it's in that new place where your spiritual attacks, the, uh, enemy coming after you, the things that used to plague you, they may feel familiar, but they can't be the same because you're not the same. That understanding, grasping the understanding of that you are not the same person you were before God is one of the greatest and biggest weapons of warfare and spiritual warfare because it's, it's telling the enemy what you used to be allowed to do to this person, you can't do to this person because though I have the same sound, I look the same you know, outwardly, Inside, I'm a new creation. Because you're a new creation with a new father born of heaven, you become a son or daughter. You're a father-filtered life. I like to say you have a father-filtered life. Nothing's happening to you that Jesus doesn't know about. This is where we get into debates with deliverance and can Christians have them and generational curses and all that. And the answer is simple. If you are born again, a new creation in God, then the things that apply to an old you, the things that apply to someone who are not born again, cannot apply to someone who is born again. You can't have the same rules. You can't have the same rules as someone born of the flesh and someone born of the spirit. Because if it's the same rules, then nothing really happened in this great conversion of what Christ did in our life through the work of the cross. And we all know it's a lot that happened. Uh, he defeated sin. He defeated death. Uh, he took the keys of, of, of uh, all the principalities and powers of, of hell. Uh, he made a public display of them. It's a big deal. We don't have time to get into it, but it's a big deal. So in that new birth with a new father, new DNA, a heavenly father, our dying to self is an understanding of the old me is dead. There's a new me alive. I need to do two things to die to self. One, I've got to learn that that part is dead. Two, you got to learn to live in the new because you can't just die. You, you got to live. And a lot of people struggle because they're only ever taught about the dying part. You got to die to self, die to self, constantly die to self. It's true, but you also have to learn to live in him. If you don't learn to live in him, you're, you're dying, but you're not seeing the growth. So it'd be like being a baby, but never growing up. Uh, and all you'd ever remember about is just being a baby forever. And that's where we don't want to stay immature as Christians. We don't want to stay on the milk of the word. That's why Paul says about the milk of the word, because he's treating us like we're just coming out of the spiritual womb. We're a new creation. And we've got to learn how to be that new creation. And so then we go to the meat of the word and we grow mature. And this is why uh, there's a progression of spiritual maturity in your life, regardless of what age you meet God. And it doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. It's uh, how much you're devouring the word or, or you're, 
um, engagement into spiritual matters, you know, your understanding of the bigger picture of who God is, your intimacy with him, your relationship with him. Can you grow up uh, quicker than someone who got saved or born again the same day? Well, sure, because there's not rules like that in the spiritual realm. Uh, The rules are the Father as he wills, and as we grow and as we mature, we keep moving in our gifts and our callings. But all that is based in the very beginning of you are a new creation in God. I always challenge people with, if you've never prayed to be born again, to be a new creation, this is where you want to start. You want to ask God, I know you. I know you, Jesus. I believe in you. I want to be a new creation in you. I want an old one that I know when that one died, right? And I want a new creation in you. Very first thing, it is a supernatural thing by God. To die to self is a very supernatural, only God can do it. He takes your old you, gives you a new you in him. All right, so that's number one. Uh, We're going to keep moving right along. I'm going to try to uh, not go too long tonight, but we'll see what happens. In Luke chapter 9, verse 23, the second part of this, all right, after the spiritual part that Christ does in your life, the second part, and he was saying to them all, if anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, daily, every day, and follow me. The second part is we have a responsibility of not allowing our brain, you know, our thoughts, our imagination, all the stuff that we get up in here, our feelings, our emotion, to keep bringing up the old dead you. In other words, I can't every day say, I'm the old Jason, I'm the old Jason, I'm the old Jason. We have to daily crucify that part of our life, our old life. So we have to get a new mindset. We need to renew our mind. To die daily is not a work that you do. To die daily is that Christ delivered you, you are a new creation, and now our work that we do is a living in that new. It is a daily, constant denying ourselves, denying our flesh, denying our thoughts of we are still the old person. Can't be two people. You got to be one or the other. You cannot live in both because you can't live in the rules of the natural and the rules of the supernatural. You can't fight supernatural battles with natural warfare, and vice versa. You, you, we've got to. Uh, get born again and move into a position in our minds. That's why it's so important to renew your mind and understanding that dying to self is because the more that we continue to carry our cross and deny ourselves daily, the more we are forced to live in that new life. Because when the old one is gone, you have nowhere to run to. You have nowhere to go back to. You have nowhere safe haven, familiarness. You know what I mean? Like you don't have a place to go to because you daily remind and make and crucify that and carry the cross and say, I'm not living there. Now, why the term take up his cross daily is because anyone who's going to be crucified had to carry their cross in almost every circumstance. Uh, And the only person for that cross was you. No one else was for it. It doesn't matter what everyone else is doing. It's a very personal thing. It doesn't matter if there's 18 other crosses on the hill with you. You're still on your own. So we don't live by what other people are doing. We don't judge by what other people are doing. We don't judge by how other people carry their cross. We carry our individual, our cross, that God has instilled into you the knowledge of what that is. You don't need to ask somebody what that is. You know what those things are. You know what triggers or remembers or forces you or kind of gets you to think like that old person. We all know what they are. You don't need anyone to tell us. God has brought it in. So one of the main things is the thing that we were delivered from, the thing that 
we died to, and we came up out of that spiritual birth, that spiritual growth, right? That knew of who we are. And we realized, wow, that part's not with us anymore. That's the part that we need to constantly not let back in. That was the entrance the enemy had in our life. That was his foothold. That was his hook, in other words, in us. Because before God, he had a lot more, you know, a whole bunch more openings in our life to grab a hold of us and pull us into where he wants us to go. In God, he doesn't have near as many because he only has what we allow him to have. Our, our spirit is blood covered by Christ. We are set apart. We are children of God. So the only place the enemy has now is in our thoughts and imagination by whispering in our ear, by pro- projecting an idea, a thought, a, a vision, an image, and then we grab to the old self, connect the dots, you see what I'm saying? And then he starts pulling back on our life like he used to. Well, in a, in a spiritual realm, there's nothing in a new birth that he can grab a hold of. Because there isn't any of those ties there. You don't have a family issue. You don't have generational issues. You don't have all these things that can connect to the old natural man because we are not in the natural anymore. That we live in these things, not who we are. And it's so evident of who we are that when we uh, leave these bodies and we die and we go home to be with the Lord, we're still alive. You're still going to be you. I'm going to be me. We're still going to be alive. And I believe at that point is when people are really going to grasp the understanding of, wow, we really became new people. You're not eternal when you die. You're eternal now. You just have the evidence of that eternal life in Christ once you die and this body leaves. But biblically speaking, you are eternal currently. If you're born again tonight, you are currently eternal. You just haven't experienced that because you're still in the flesh. In other words, you're living in the flesh. You're not in it as in a sense of you live there. I know it gets a little confusing, not in a sense that you live there as you did before being born again. You live in it as in this is the tent, right? This is our tent. This flesh is the tent that houses our spirit that we currently live in, but we are eternal. Our flesh was not changed. Our insides were changed at our new birth to the point of where we die. We get a new body because these bodies can't handle what's coming. Okay. So we are crucifying this daily, carrying our cross, and and we're denying it. We are denying ourselves the right to go back to what God took us from. So again, the the work here is still all God. He delivers you. He you are new creation. Him. He's the reason you're born again. All we are doing is carrying our cross, denying ourselves the right to go back to that person. And again, the cross, because it's only you want it, and we know what happens on the cross. That's where Jesus' resurrection, uh, that's where our victory through him happened. Okay, And so in verse 24, whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. Uh, but whoever loses life for my sake, he is the one who will save it. And we know that this is eternal uh, prophetic parts here to what Jesus is saying, that if we save our life here, we're not going to have one in, in, in heaven. But if we lose our life here, right, the old life, We have a brand new life in heaven that is eternal. So number one, God's got to do it, period, new birth. God has to do it. Our responsibility then is to make sure we live, we live in that understanding that we are no longer the old person. That one is probably, well, it obviously would be the hardest one because what we have to do, right? And what God does is easy, but that one probably 
is where we get mixed up and messed up the most is where we question, and listen, everyone's guilty of it. I am, everyone is at some point in their life, we'll all say, uh-oh, are we that again? Or did it come back? Or or these things there again? It's a normal, I'm not saying it's healthy, but it's a normal part of Christian growth and maturity is to question where we are, are we growing, how we're growing. You know, it's kind of like we're looking back saying, oh, no, I feel like I have the same kind of attack. I must be back to who I was. No. That's where you need to crucify that. And a couple of weeks ago, we talked about taking every thought captive and, and bringing those down. We talked about with trauma, how to make sure that you don't allow those things moving into your new life to remind you of your new life. We talked about when spiritual attacks come against us, what the enemy does. And, and so we want to make sure that we have an identity. I think last week we talked about who we are. Like, what are we? So we want to keep moving forward in this. We've got God does his amazing work in our life. We're born again. We have the responsibility to make sure we crucify ourselves to live in that understanding. Live in that understanding. And it turned me to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is not, uh, it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. So obviously, number three, faith, 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 faith. You've got to have faith. That is not you who are living anymore. It is Christ who lives in me. Galatians 2, 20. Christ lives in me. Christ lives in me. Right? It is by faith. It is absolutely by faith. The life that I live now, I live in the flesh. I live by faith. Faith in the Son of God. By faith. I know I said it probably a hundred times. I'll say it a hundred more. Faith, faith, faith. We've got to learn to live in faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And the reason being is because it's our faith in him that pleases God. We have faith in what he's done, faith in who he is, and faith in what he's still doing, and faith that I have been crucified with Christ. You and I both, we have been crucified with Christ. He took our sin, and that's how we were crucified with him. He took our sin upon him. So part of Jason's sin, he took part, all of mine, but part of mine, part of yours, collectively, everyone in ever been, whoever will be, all parts of those came together at one time on Christ, on the cross, and he took it all. So he fully took mine. He took all of ours and, and parts, brought them all together, but he fully took mine. He fully took yours. And so I can look at the cross and say that Christ took all, all of my sin and put it on the cross. It is no longer I in the sinful nature of the flesh that live. It is by faith that I live in the righteousness of Christ Jesus. You read verse 21. I do not set aside the grace of God. For if the righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died needlessly. Right? Our righteousness does not come from the law. Our righteousness, our right with God standing, comes through Jesus Christ. I am right with God. I am a new creation. I'm born again. I'm dead to myself. I'm, I'm no longer that person. And by faith, it is no longer I who live, right? It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And a life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. So we still live in the flesh. So this, this life, I'm still living. Jason's still living right now in this flesh. I'm living by faith faith in God, that I am a new creation in the same tent. And that's the hard part for people. But the same memories, the same mind, don't you wish that 
when we got born again, it was a wiping of every thought and everything we ever did. And it was a start over, right? But we have our memories and we have our, our things that we can look back on in pain and feelings and emotions and thoughts. And, you know, that's the stuff that gets you really messed up because it's where it feels so much like you're not a new person, where it feels like every day we're dying to self. We're not, we're not really dying to self because we don't get anywhere. Well, we do get somewhere, but a lot of it is we've got to understand and start mastering this, this thought process that I'm a new creation, right? The enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. God's come to give life and give life more abundantly. When your thoughts and your dying daily, it's constantly grounded and rooted in kill, steal, and destroy the enemy trying to do stuff. And it's just a, a miserable existence. Like everything's hard. Reading the Bible's hard. Praying's hard. Fasting's hard. Being happy is hard. You know, all this stuff that we're supposed to have, the fruit of the spirit, all of it's hard. You know, we've, we've got to step back and say, wait a minute. If I'm a new creation and I'm born again through the righteousness of Jesus Christ, I'm right with God because of Jesus. The old me is dead. A new me is here. The crucifying cannot be, or dying itself cannot be in a sense of this miserable punishment every day. It can't be this miserable job, this taxing, weighed down, depressing overbearing thought constantly in her life. I've got to die to self. I've got to die to self. I've got to die to self. No, the fact is you've already died and you're a new creation in Christ. What you're doing is crucifying the old Jew thoughts, patterns, behaviors, memories, emotions. You're crucifying them daily as a strengthening tool to you as a reassurance by faith that you are a new creation. We've got to find the joy in dying to self. We've got to find the reward, not because we're doing this for reward, but there is reward. We've got to find the reward. We've got to find the, the why, not the negatives. We've got to find the, the what happens when this manifests in our life. What happens when we die to self? What happens when we crucify the flesh every day? What, what happens when we turn from sin? What happens when we're doing uh, all these things that are involved in dying to self that we simply do not have time to cover tonight? But there's so much more in it. We're dead to sin. The, the, the urge of sin, the, the lust of sin, the desire of sin is dead as well. And so there's so many things that happen in here, but most Christians focus on just the negative stuff. The, I'm, I got to die every day. I got to not do this. I got to not do this. I got to not. No, no. We are doing that in the celebration of a thankfulness to God for the new life. Right? Change your mindset for a minute. We're not dying to self every day because of miserable punishment and reminding of how horrible we are. We're dying to self and carrying our cross because the cross reminds us of Christ. The cross gets us closer to Christ. The cross makes us know and thank God for what Christ has done. It, it makes our understanding and faith of our righteousness. It makes our, our joy overflow, our happiness just pour out of us, our thankfulness to God just overwhelm because I am a new creation. I'm dying every day and I'm remembering in that process I'm a new creation because if I was a new creation, I couldn't be dying because if I was only one creation before God and I died, there is no more me. I'm done. That's it. You can't die without Christ being a new creation because that would be you dying. There, there is no other you yet without God, right? When I'm dying to flesh every day, I'm excited that I know the enemy doesn't have a hold on me. I know my spiritual warfare is in victory, not because I'm great, but because he's fighting what was dead. Fine, have it. It's dead. Jesus threw it away and I got it brand new. You know, I'm a new creation. The enemy can go kick and do whatever he wants to that thing. It's dead. So it doesn't bother me anymore. The, the attacks can't get me the same. I'm not the same person. 
The emotions can't get me the same. I'm not the same person. Uh, depression or anxieties or addictions or fear or whatever it is, they, they can get you the same because you're not the same person. What worked attacking the flesh cannot work attacking your spirit. Two different things. I don't live in the flesh anymore. I live in the spirit. You live in the spirit. When I'm dying and carrying that stuff to the cross daily, it is it is like a, you know, almost like a war march, you know, to victory, letting the enemy know that, man, yeah, this stuff, I agree with you. It's dead. It's dead. I don't even want it either. You, you can have it. I don't want it either. I'm a new creation in God. And so much that I'm a new creation that you can't even touch. You can't even come get me. You you have no access to who I am anymore. The enemy has no legal rights, no access to me. My name, your name, written in the Lamb's Book of Life, he, he can't get that out. He can't blot that name out. He can't pull me away from there against my will, kicking and screaming. He has no authority over me. He has nothing in me. What he had in me was from the flesh, but that died. That's your joy. Every day, the joy is, I am dead to the old self. I crucify daily with a smile on my face. I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm uh, going out there remembering who I used to be so I can rejoice in who I am now. So many people don't get the second part. You're not getting the joy of who you are because you're stuck in something you're not anymore. Well, of course people are depressed doing that. You feel inside like I'm a new creation. You got the spirit. You're excited. You feel like you just got all this power and anointing and this closeness to God and intimacy, but you feel like all the rules of engagement in the flesh still apply to you. Well, they don't. We don't fight spiritual battles in the flesh. The enemy comes at you in one direction. He flees in seven. You live in the Psalms 91 prayer of protection. You crush Satan's head under your foot. No weapon formed against you can prosper. Uh, the demons are subject to us, but we don't rejoice. Not rejoice. Our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. We're the head, not the tail. Uh, there, there is no more this defeated, broken down. You know, too many of us are, are angry. The enemy's out there, you know, kicking or beating or whatever to our old self. And we're out there trying to help it up. Let your old self go. Let, let it die in Christ. You don't need it. Don't go save it. There's nothing there you need. There's no memories you need. There's everything in God's new. You are a new creation. Everything in God is new. And that going new is part of the great work and victory of why we do this, of why we die to self, of why we pay the price, you could say, although I feel like it's not really a price because the reward is so great, who wouldn't pay it, right? So before I get too far in go with me to, we want to end by showing you this. In John chapter 12, verse 24. I know I can get excited, but when I talk about my new life, I get excited because my old life was horrible. I was tormented. I had, you know, a 13-year torment. It was absolutely horrible. It was horrible. Never want to live that again. And God broke that from me by making a new me, a new me, a new creation of God. The old me that had, if you want to say the word, you could be fine, the legal right for the enemy to do that. The new me does not. It does not. So what gives me the confidence in my head and in my spirit that, that I cannot become what I used to be? What gives me that confidence? that if I mess up or I do this and that, that I cannot become what I used to be. A lot of people, and I'm not telling you how to live your life, but if you smoked and you quit or you drank and you quit or you had uh, you know, any kind of addictions to pornography or food or anything and you quit, God makes you a new creation. Don't walk around your whole life in fear that you're one cigarette, one beer, one this, one food, one sugar, 
one attitude, one whatever away from being what you used to be. You're not. You're a new creation. You are an entire existence away from what you used to be. Not, not an identifying thing as a materialistic, earthly thing can make you that again. No, no, no. You're a brand new creation. You are a complete conversion through the Holy Spirit of God, righteousness in Christ Jesus. You are that far away from being what you used to be. You're not one sin away. You're not one cigarette or drink or attitude or uh, you know something you shouldn't watch on TV or one panic attack or, or stress or anxiety. No, 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 no. You're not one anything away. You're a brand new creation. You can't be what you used to be. I can never be what I was. I can never be that torment. I can never be that person. That person had the legal rights of being flesh for the enemy to just beat up and do whatever he wanted. The new me with the authority of Jesus Christ. We are beyond, listen, we are beyond the enemy's reach to that grasp. Read Job. You know, the enemy, uh, you know, saying, what are you doing walking back and forth? And God says, you consider Job. But he gave him parameters of what he could and could not do. He couldn't just do whatever he wanted to Job. He influenced Peter, right? Influence, and Jesus rebuked him. He also, if you read scripture, uh, we see a thorn, a messenger from Satan in the side of Paul to buffet him. It was only allowed to do what it was allowed to do. And when Judas betrayed Jesus, read it. It said, go and do what you're going to do and do it quickly. Jesus gave permission and it says Satan entered Judas. This was what Judas wanted. It wasn't just a random attack. We live a father-filtered life. You don't have to worry about all these things that used to get you in the natural. Now, I know I just said some pretty uh, tough topics there with Job and Paul and Judas. And I know I say it a lot, but we'll try to talk about that and teach on it because it is deep and it is worth diving into and really seeing how the supernatural, the spirit of God in the flesh and, and Satan, how all these things have rules and are the authority of God and how that applies to you and me. But for sake of what we're doing tonight, it's important to understand that you cannot be what you used to be unless you still are that. There's not a debate in this. You're a new creation, dead to self, dying to self daily, saying, no, I don't want this tent to rule me. That's what you are. Or you need to be born again tonight. But I want to end this in John chapter 12, verse 24. Okay, now Jesus is saying this. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Right? So a seed has to fall on the earth and dies. Every time you plant something, that seed dies in the earth and it springs forth fruit. There's no longer a seed anymore. There's no longer seed. You plant a wheat seed and it's going to bear it's going to produce a whole stalk and with heads of wheat on it, it's, it's a new thing. The original one is gone, but look at the fruit of it. You can do a tomato, plant a tomato seed. You're going to have a whole vine of tomatoes, hundreds of tomatoes on it. Plant a watermelon seed. The seed's gone. Now you have a watermelon. But what's inside all these things? More seed. We reproduce ourselves. This is the kingdom of heaven. We die. We, we live in that death of who we are. We died as an old creation. We live in that, and it's important we live in that. We bear that cross every day, and we die to self every single day. We die to it. And then something amazing happens, fruit. Fruit starts coming up out 
And all of a sudden, you look like a new creation because we can't recognize the seed. It's gone, right? You can't recognize your old Jason. It's gone. What grew out of it is what's happening here. This is what's growing out of it. Maturing in God, character, integrity, all these things that are all gifts of God are growing out of it, including the gift of God is growing out of it. And someday as I keep maturing, I will have and produce more fruit and that fruit will have seed and that seed will keep multiplying and multiplying all because something had to die. I did. That's what happened. The old me died to new. Now let's look at Jesus. Jesus' flesh died on the cross. We know he died. And look what happened. He died. He rose a fruit of him. The fruit of Christ rose. And all of us now, because of that, are partakers of that fruit. So look at all the seeds that was in that fruit. We've all taken the seed of Christ. and We've taken his identity, his, his giving to us, and we were born a new creation. It's amazing. That's what's supposed to happen in my life, in your life. Set your mind on the kingdom. Build the kingdom. Seek the kingdom of God first, and all these things will be given to you. So as you die and you go into the ground, and yeah, I mean, it can it can be a rough struggle. Get a good ministry church. If you don't have one, we're here for you. We'll help you through it. Get strong men and women in your life. Iron sharpens iron. Don't get passive people who will tell you what you want to hear. Get someone who knows how to deal with you. You know what I mean by that. Some of us are stubborn. You need someone to give it right back. I did in my life. And that's how I grew. Iron sharpens irons and the sparks flew. Trust me. But that's how you grow in the Lord. And that's what I did. And I had great men in my life that helped me through it. And I still have a relationship with a lot of them. And, you know, there's seasons for it. So, you know, don't look too deep in all this stuff. Just let God grow you and move forward with him. But understand, we've got to die. That seed's got to go in the ground. Old Jason dead in the ground. New Jason alive in Christ. Fruit, 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 seeds. And next thing you know, we're multiplying and building the kingdom. Don't focus the rest of your life on how hard it is to die to self, the worry, the struggle, the stress, the depression, all the stuff that comes with it. Focus on the joy that as you die, you will make fruit. That as the old you goes, you take in the weapons of the enemy away from you. He, he, he doesn't know what to grab on you. He has nothing in you. Right? Start looking at the, the, the joy, the good parts of your new creation, that you have a new dad, no general occasion, a general curses, no any kind of curse can rest on you. Your, your dad's Jesus, right? He lives in you. You got father filtered life. You got the Holy Spirit. You got the father and you have the son all fighting and warring for you. You, you got the angels. You got all of heaven rooting for you. You win. You, you win. There's no doubt about it. You win. Don't let this tent make these things and the enemy lying to you as this horrible thing of crucifying yourself daily and it's so hard. No, it's not. Find the joy. Find the reward. Find the I can't wait to be planted like a wheat seed and come up out of the ground like a brand new thing with fruit, 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 and more fruit. That's our job. Kingdom building, kingdom building, and expanding the kingdom of God with your gift and what he called you to do. And I got to end or I'll keep going. But I want to encourage you. Don't let dying to self become this weird, depressing, hard thing. Let it become the most joyful thing you do as you smile in victory, telling the enemy, this thing's dead. As you tell your thoughts, this thing's dead. Your emotions, this thing's dead. All the stuff you couldn't do before. Of course you couldn't do it. You didn't have God. With men, things are impossible. With God, all things are possible. I can do all things 
through Christ as a new creation who strengthens me. All things. So I had no self-esteem before. I got it now. I had no drive. I got it now. I had no follow-through. I got it now. I couldn't make a commitment. I got it now. I couldn't get victory. I got it now. I couldn't get over fear. I got it now. Do you understand? Like These things are our inheritance. They're our right. They're biblically our legal gifts from God that we're allowed to have. And again, I keep saying I don't want to go too far, and I'm going too far. So uh, those of you who know me are probably laughing, saying that's his third closing. So I am finished. I'm going to stop for tonight. Uh, and maybe we'll pick it up. But let me pray with you and be excited about dying to self daily and the joy that it brings you, reminding yourself over and over and over and over of what Jesus has done in your life. If you don't know the Lord tonight, uh, I know this is getting out to a lot of people in different places, so we want to make sure we give you an opportunity to find Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Ask him in your heart. Uh, you do that, you know, just keep pursuing, ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, ask for being born again, find a good, strong, biblical, Bible-believing, gifts-using, fruits of the Spirit, manifesting, powerful church, get a part of it. Uh, like I said, if you don't have one, we'll help you out. We'll try to find you one if we're not in your area, or you can come join us or keep watching here. Uh, but man, we want you to just really excel with God. Thank you for sharing these videos and commenting and helping the ministry grow. Thank you for your prayer support. Thank you for your financial support, for partnering with us on our ministry page. You can go there. Uh, and we just, you know, we can't thank you enough. And, you know, let us help grow and build you through the gift that God has given us to speak it into your life. And, you know, find freedom and find victory and find that power in your life to use your gift to advance the kingdom of God. And don't ever stop. Don't ever stop. The Lord calls you home. Amen. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for this word. We pray that you will let it rest in the hearts of those that were listening, that those who will listen in the future, that this word will have no time stamp to it, that it'll go through time and reach whoever does, no matter when they listen to it, God. We pray that we would understand dying to self, the joy of it, who we are, new creation, all these wonderful gifts that you have given us, that you've made possible through the work of Jesus on the cross. That, Father, tonight we may have victory in these areas. Walk in authority. Walk with a boldness. Knowing of who we are, of who lives in us. That we may advance the kingdom through your gifting. That we may have joy in our life. And that we will be a victorious people because of you. Father, we thank you and pray that into our life. Receive it by faith tonight. That you are a good God and that these things are our inheritance now as we live here, even in these tents uh, that we currently are housed in. We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Again, T. Jason Price, Power for Freedom Ministries. Thank you very much for uh, watching tonight. Uh, and uh, check us out on our Facebook and our YouTube channel, podcast, and our website to find out where we're going to be next. God bless you. God bless. God bless. We hope you enjoyed this episode of PFFM Spirit Life Teachings. If you have any questions or comments, need prayer, or just want to reach out, please call or text 717-537-PFFM or email us at info at God bless.